host for this podcast series in which we share conversations with the leading designers, builders, owners, representatives, and more. Today, I am pleased to welcome Robert Van Tal. He is the executive director and co-founder of the nonprofit Water Revolution Foundation. Robert has spent more than a decade working with a variety of nonprofits, especially within the superyacht sector. Those experiences are partially what inspired him to establish Water Revolution Foundation late last year, as we're about to discuss. But we'll also talk about how people like you can support, can support <laughs> the sustainability initiatives. In fact, to that end, Robert is particularly fond of an African proverb. It holds, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Robert, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. Thank you, Diane. Pleasure to be here. Good. Good to have you. So for the benefit of people who are unfamiliar with Water Revolution Foundation, what exactly is it? And also, why did you decide to establish it? Yeah. Um, Water Revolution is a brand new initiative uh, by the industry itself. It is a nonprofit foundation uh, with the aim to drive sustainability in the yachting industry. And it has been founded by a group of industry figures who see an urgency to reduce the industry's impact on the environment, uh, but also to, in order to ensure that we have a healthy business in the future uh, and also healthy oceans to enjoy the yachting lifestyle. Okay, good. So it's multifaceted. That's, that's good to know. Absolutely. So as, as the executive director and co-founder, like you just said, you're joined by a few other founders. Uh, I know they all have pretty diverse backgrounds in yachting, which is pretty interesting. So can you briefly mention who each of them are and what they bring to the table, why you decided to approach them? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very pleased uh, with such renowned uh, co-founders. The first one is uh, Mr. Hank de Vries of FedShip, uh, de Vries family, uh, already, of course, for multiple generations in the yachting industry, yacht building uh, side of the industry. And um, as I mentioned, it's a family business. So the, in their interest is to pass also a healthy business on to the next generation. And looking forward, Hank is, um, is focusing on, on newer technologies, more sustainable technologies to have a lighter footprint and to prepare the industry for, um, for the future. So that is the, Henk is the chairman. Um, actually, I was just uh, listening to a um, podcast with Henk that you recorded in 2009. And surprisingly accurate uh, information uh, and conversations about sustainability. So that was, um, it, it sounded like it was a, a podcast of just uh, yesterday, but already uh, 2009, so 10 years ago. Um, Great. Another board member is, um, and founder is Philippe Briand, a very well-known designer and naval architect, I should say. Obviously, he comes uh, with a focus on design uh, for both motor and sailing yachts, but also large and smaller boats. Uh, Philippe has a very uh, wide portfolio and is, um, yeah, is particularly focused on, let's say, each project is a, a sort of prototype, a new opportunity to push the boundaries. And especially with his sailing uh, background, he, um, he's always focused on, let's say, performance and, um, and optimal design. And each design can, um, can, of course, influence whether a sailing yacht wins a regatta or not. So that's, um, that's his very focused. Then 
Um, we have Jenna Eluteri. Uh, she's a sustainability scientist. She has worked in the industry for a couple of years as a sustainability um, manager in the shipyard. So as for, by my knowledge, the only one uh, with that background. Uh, and she is the initiator of the Water Revolution Foundation. So she um, has the sustainability background and identified the yachting industry as a strategic industry within the bigger maritime sector um, to actually take the lead in, in driving sustainability. Then the fourth co-founder is Martin Redmayne, uh, known from the uh, Superyacht publication, Superyacht Report, and the uh, platform Superyacht News. Um, he obviously has a, a very large B2B network and reach within the industry, but also organizers, organizes the uh, forum, the Global Superyacht Forum in, in Amsterdam, um, where um, yeah, he has for many, many years observed and presented what is going on in the industry, uh, analyzed trends, discussed experts, got experts in from outside the industry. So he's a true observer, and he also saw um, yeah, how how our industry relate to other industries when it comes to sustainability. And um, he's a great addition to the team. And then the last member is um, Louis van Burden. He's coming totally from outside of our uh, industry. He's uh, the treasurer and he uh, has most of his experiences in corporate law and, uh, and tax. So that's the team. Very good. Yeah, very diverse for sure. <laughs> yes. So you had said earlier that the focus for Water Revolution Foundation is sustainability and yachting. I think oftentimes these days when professionals in the industry, even some owners and their crews, think about sustainability, they're thinking more about fuel efficiency, um, eliminating single-use plastics, things like that, all of which are noble. But Water Revolution Foundation has a bigger picture in mind to essentially future-proof the industry. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, uh, that's correct. While all of the things you mentioned are, of course, important and good things, um, we aim to to focus on, on the elements that we have full and direct control over. So as a yachting industry, uh, design and construction side, we, uh, we focus on the room of improvement in, in those aspects of, the, of our industry. Let's say the parts that we, um, where we can prevent uh, things to happen rather than repair it afterwards. Okay, makes sense. And then there are, there are five core activities that are at the center of the foundation's plans, ranging from being a, a central knowledge platform uh, for lots of people to tap to discovering successful and reliable ocean conservation projects. So can you give us a brief overview of these five core activities and why each is so important? Yeah, of course. Uh, just before I do so, I, I wanted to uh, emphasize that with future proof, we mean uh, basically to accelerate the uh, the shift towards increased sustainability. So uh, in that way, there's a lot of technology already available, um, and we would like to collect those uh, in a central platform and then disseminate it again within the industry. So um, let's say the information becomes very accessible uh, and aware. And that's not to jeopardize any competition, but that's much rather than raising the minimum standards, let's say. So 
we uh, we would like to promote new sustainable solutions and innovative technologies for one then we also realize that if if you improve you need to know how much you improve and where you improve from so we realize that we need a a tool to measure our current performance to measure the let's say the te techniques that if we apply those what is the improvement that they bring um, and what is our, our progress. So for that, we elaborate actually on work that, uh, that Vienna Eleutheri already uh, has started some years ago. And that's a, a scientifically developed software tool to assess concept designs and yachts and also technical systems in order to measure their impact. So that's an, a very important um, um, goal of our foundation to make things measurable. And if you can measure them, you can also compare them. So that will be a, a good starting point for us and measure effect over time. Um, further, we focus on, uh, let's say, the language used in our industry. And uh, um, by that, I mean information that is available on yachts or that is being presented on new concepts uh, to have a little bit more focus on that, on improving efficiency, improving performances, having a lighter footprint, etc. Actually, what you already see in many other uh, industries where it's always mentioned um, how much of an improvement or reduction on CO2 emissions, for example, has been processed. Um, this ties in a little bit to the uh, open source sustainability that we, uh, we call it. It's a, more of a cultural mentality to share information, knowledge, and best practices um, yeah, in terms in that way, let me give an example. If for one project, um, the project manager has spent years um, or many months to, to research on behalf of the client all kinds of te technical solutions to further reduce the footprint of the yacht, it, um, it would be very beneficial to once that yacht is, is launched and let's say um, active in the public domain to, to know exactly what kind of improvements has been performed on that yacht. So the next R&D project can actually elaborate on that rather than yeah, kind of repeating it uh, because it was not known yet. So in that way, we can use resources um, also more, uh, more efficient, more sustainable, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then there's another point on um, the educational uh, program. Um, we would like to, to provide the industry with very, yeah, very easy, uh, hands-on sustainability and practice courses. Um, and that's a funny one, actually. I took a course myself to pre prepare for the job. And um, while I was attending the course, I thought, this is really great and it's so practical. We should set up a tailored course for the yachting industry so this becomes available for them as well and it really applies to the industry. So we're actually in the process of doing this now with the organizer that uh, that I took the course with. And of course, every example that we uh, that we will cover in this course will will uh, be related to the yachting industry, and um, yeah, it takes a, a little bit away the barrier uh, that might sometimes be uh, or coming across as such on sustainability. It, it can be overwhelming, or especially if you look at other industries and how they communicate about it, and that someone maybe wonder, oh well, sh where should I start, or is this at all possible in our industry? And this right, course makes right. it very, uh, very accessible in that way. Yeah, that's great. I think it's also yep. 
I think it would be a good way to also inspire people. And the more that people learn, of course, the more they see possibilities and the more that that information is public to get back to something else you were saying, the ability to publicize the efficiencies that a particular yacht might be um, benefiting from, that in turn will inspire other owners, other project managers, designers, builders. I mean, the list goes on and on. It'll inspire them to try to do the same and, and perhaps even exceed those goals. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be great if that, uh, if that will become more of the direction of our, in, that our industry is going. And uh, it's a very logical direction as an industry, especially with yachting, you know, you, you depend on the, on the ocean to be able to enjoy it. So we have a logical connection to nature Um so we, um, yeah, we can improve further improve our uh, our performance in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, a moment ago, you were talking about how some of the sustainability best practices are actually proven in other industries. Can you give an example of of what other industries are are really leading the way and how those uh, the businesses and the consumers that are in that sector? Um, are benefiting and just as an example of what we can do in yachting Um, yeah uh, pleased to do so for example if you look at the car industry there's of course a lot going on Um, at least in Europe you see a total shift from diesel engine cars to um, uh, to electric or back to petrol but at least diesel is is not done anymore so all the pre-owned cars uh, depreciate in value so that's that's quite a, a trend um, that is important to follow um, uh, in that industry. That's very regulated. It's pushed by by regulations. Other industries are more, uh, let's say, focusing on sustainability from um, yeah, maybe you can call it the trend or even a competition point of view. So look at the new office buildings that are being built for um, for the larger firms. It seems like there is some sort of um, competition or or prestige project that. Um, that they want these buildings to be um, CO2 neutral and uh, energy efficient, even sufficient, self-sufficient. And that that almost ties in with the image that these firms uh, would like to have for their brand. So they, um, yeah, they, they construct new buildings with a lot of glass, with um, sometimes even solar panels or, or um, heat recovery systems, it's really impressive what's all going on there. And um, in that way, let's say construction business can be uh, an example with techniques that are also applicable to yachts. So part of the goal of water evolution is also to not only look what is available to yachts today in terms of sustainable technology or tomorrow, but also to look at other industries and, and learn from that and see how we can import that technology actually and apply it to the yachts or integrate it in our systems to um yeah to accelerate this process as well Mm -hmm. very good you know we've talked a lot about the industry influence and industry input in terms of water revolution foundation's goals I, i know owners and their crews though can also help you um, further this initiative so and they can do so starting now so what are some of the ways that they might be able to contribute yeah well all facets of of yachting are equally needed to uh, to participate to significantly improve our our footprint that's for sure Um, 
for now, Water Evolution will mainly focus on the design and construction side, I should say. That is something we, uh, we, where we can accelerate, where there's room for improvement, and it's also under our full control as an industry. Um, you, let's say for that part, you, you don't rely basically on, on uh, owner's request or, um, or how it, the yacht is operated. That is something as an industry itself, you can regulate, the, let's say, your minimum performance there, your min raising your minimum, minimum standard and um, uh, systems that you in, uh, integrate in the yacht. So I, I would like to emphasize this because it's an industry responsibility. Um, so it's on us to actually make sure that our valuable clients can continue to do what they love about our industry about yachting and without jeopardizing this. So while reducing the footprint, um, we can even improve the experience. And I'll further explain that because the yachting sector, as I just said, has, has a close tie to the, to the ocean and its condition. And um, yeah, yachts will not sail anymore when the ocean is not as, as healthy and perhaps even uh, even really damaged. While commercial ships are, are using the ocean more as a street, they, they continue to sail from A to B regardless of its condition. So the yachting sector has a special connection. And we as professionals working in the industry depend, with our jobs, depend on the, the industry's um, performance and future proof. We should take that responsibility um, for our owners, also for our clients to be able to enjoy it in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we hope that, that uh, owners will also embrace sustainability as well and work with the industry to, yeah, to really push that, that sustainability envelope to um, engage in, in projects that are um, in, innovative. We have seen, of course, many examples of, of great projects and this is not just of recent times. This this goes back many years as well. For example, uh, Ethereal in 2009 is a great example. We have seen um, Savannah, Black Pearl. So, and more and more yachts are being um, delivered with uh, at least hybrid propulsion systems and and all kind of other um, uh, systems that Im improve energy efficiency and um, and li lighten the footprint in that way. So. I would say uh, that with clients to, uh, that they really uh, would like to engage in these innovative and exciting projects and work with the industry to, uh, to push that envelope. You also mentioned crew. Uh, crew are uh, professionals working in the industry. So um, yeah, in that way, their, their performance is, should be a professional one. And uh, their jobs also depend on the success of our industry. So therefore, we... Um, we expect them to do everything that uh, that minimizes the footprint as well and optimize the experience of the clients. And there are great examples on social media actually of uh, of crew already sharing best practices. Uh, I believe there's one uh, called the Green Stew. Um, the person shares all kind of tips and tricks to um, yeah to use more sustainable products and uh, have uh, less influence on um, on your environment. So those are great uh, great examples. And anything that uh, can be done doesn't at all need to jeopardize any sense of luxury or fun that the yachts provide. Actually, it's the opposite. So in that way, sustainability is not at all a compromise. 
Right. That's a good point. I think a lot of people mistakenly think that they can't have a, a really beautiful environment on board the boat by trying to be more eco-conscious. And, and as you say, it's completely not the situation. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Well, Robert, it's been really good having you here on the podcast today. The information that you've been sharing about sustainability best practices and Water Revolution Foundation in particular have been quite educational. I know that there's a lot more going on and will be going on for a while. So maybe in a couple of months, we can have you come back on for an update. Absolutely. It will be my great pleasure. I'm happy to, uh, to frequently report on our progress and, um, be a returning guest on your program. Thank you very much. Excellent. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Water Revolution Foundation, you can visit the website, which is waterrevolutionfoundation.org. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. For more on what's going on in the world of yacht design and construction, you can visit our daily updated website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. Thank you.